excuse me. Nice. That happened just as I hit record. host Colby Smith with you this and every Sunday and I am very excited today because I finally get to have my WTF moment. I finally get to really just like be in the Mark Marin mode and just like have a mea culpa with a guest. You know, like Mark Marin, if you don't know, is just like known for having people on who he insulted or was otherwise rude to in the early days of his comedy career and then in the middle days of his comedy career and then into now. And he would have those people on and he would apologize to them and that would be the show. And that's kind of what we're doing at the top of our show today. Uh, uh, old pal John Hudson is here. John? Hi, Colby. Um I won't say I'm happy to be on, but I'm here and I'm ready to talk about this. Okay, yeah, so that's exactly kind of where I would like to start, which is, you know, we can just kind of set the scene for people. So earlier this week, you know, you I'll, I'll just even back up even further and say you and I like to have a little fun on the internet from time to time. Is that fair? Yeah, we both are posters. We follow the posters code, which means a little bit of back and forth repartee, I think is a pretty common part of both of our weeks where, you know, we kind of hold court on current events and little musings and get to really uh, show people how fun we are online. Yeah, I mean, like, one of my favorite things to do is, like, is to kind of tweet, like, stupid jokes for a while, but then have an attack like, you know what, I'm actually really smart, and then just, like, go off on, like, Marxism for a while. Yeah, when, when I see you doing a thread cold, I'm like, all right, buckle up chuckle snack it's gonna be a friggin epic one i enjoy those moments just as much as i enjoy your your like posts that are you're talking about i don't know pooping or something and i just Mm -hmm. start lulling my fnao totally uh i mean i really appreciate hearing that because like you know one of the things that sort of happened this week is that that spirit of you know like having a little fun and joking around with each other and stuff. It kind of got taken to a level that I know I am not proud of personally. So what happened was, is that I posted a joke about, you know, cause like people do this, 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 this Twitter kind of joke format. That's like, good morning to specific type of people only, you know, like good morning to, you know, cute girls who ride scooters on the street only. You know, right. Like the, Good morning to buy people with ADHD who were gifted growing up. Yeah, exactly. It's an important niche. It's an important niche and they, they deserve to get well wishes just as much as uh, everyone. Right. So I did like a little, you know, just kind of like super positive little joke about that where I was just like, Good morning to everybody. Like, we don't need to be too specific about who we say good morning to like you know good morning to honeys with fat asses only no i see you and everyone else have a terrific day and you know john you pointed out kind of a flaw in this joke didn't you i did but before we get into any potential flaws of it i want to bring up the fact that 
Colby, your post did numbers. It did solid numbers. We're talking 18 likes, and we even got a retweet on there as well. And that wasn't a bot retweet. That was a person retweet. So you were maybe flying a little high after this, maybe a little uh, had the wind up your back. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with the numbers I have, you know, the follower count that I have, the numbers I do consistently are pretty respectable. Colby, I, I say this with a complete honesty. I see people with 10 times the audience of you do much worse numbers to say nothing of the quality of the post that that goes without saying but the numbers of it speak to itself i agree and i appreciate you saying that on the record because you know this is kind of where the story just kind of takes a turn which is you know you you pointed out a very uh, a thing that i will admit that i thought about when posting it which was you said hey buddy it's 145 on a weekday uh, yes, I did say that. Um, it was kind of a little riff on a classic retort of the, sir, this is an Arby's post. Totally. This was a little kind of reinterpretation of that with a little bit more specificity based on what you were saying. Also, as a genuine kind of uh, a little uh, uh, yes anding that I learned at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater where you were kind of doing your thing and I'm saying, hey, let's have some more fun with this by calling out the unusual thing, which is that you're saying good morning and it's 1.45 p.m. on a weekday. I mean, yes, it's the thing I thought about why I was like, wait, I should wait to post this in the morning. But then I thought to myself, you know, people see tweets at all kinds of crazy hours. You know, they're not going to check the timestamp on this thing. But it turns out that, you know, I know your social circle. How many of these people are up and at them at 10 a.m. anyway? I mean, yeah, I I, I run with a bunch of night owls and, uh, you know, I get most of my likes. You know, I just kind of I get to kind of wake up to it. You know, I get most of my likes between three and four a.m. So I just, you know, when I wake up in the morning. I just get a great thing. And Colby flood. Go ahead. No, no, that's all. Exactly. I want to actually uh, pull back the curtain even a little bit more, which this actually, and it's only occurring to me now, but it kind of harkens, and I'm not calling you a plagiarist. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But I had a somewhat similar bit where I would post um, at like, uh, in the evening, I'd say, um, hey, everyone, sorry, I've just been really crazy all day. I'm just getting this now, but good morning, everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's like yeah. a little bit calling it out more, but that is to say that the the act of making a joke about it being morning when it's not that has got legs, and it's something that I've dipped my toes into as well. Definitely, I mean it's 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 very rich, you know, field. It's there's a it's a deep well from which to draw, definitely, and I think Completely. it's one of the and I think your your post stands on its own. You could have posted that in the morning, and it still would have banged but for you to post that in the afternoon it makes it a little even funnier because people are sitting there having their lunch and they're like hey wait a second this guy's saying good morning that's not the time it is that's hilarious thank you and and so just to uh you know you were saying that maybe you were yes anding the unusual thing a little bit and when i read it you know i i thought that you were saying the opposite i thought you were saying uh no but um, and I would say, you know, it was just kind of like, just like, oh, like, you know, I'll have a little bit of fun. I'll have a little bit of fun with my buddy. Cause you know, you, you, I feel like it's true that you, you feel comfortable acting out, you know, when you're around the people you trust the most. Definitely. And 
I did tell you to eat shit and die, and then I, I called you That a is ho. what you said to me. Uh, you publicly the, said to me, eat shit and die, ho. Yes. I, I mean, for me, I feel like the ho was maybe a little uncalled for, because we both know you're working on that. That is uh, magnanimous of you to say. Again, look, uh, I think in the wild, wild west that is posting online, these things come and go, and I, I can lean into that. You can call me a hoe all you want if it's in service of what you need to do to make your followers enjoy your stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I, uh, yeah, that's cool. Any, anyway, the, the point is, is that um, I did not think that this was wrong of me to say. Uh, I thought this was kind of, you know, pretty indicative of our online banter, you know, just kind of like having fun with each other. But and in fact, I, Colby, okay, I, want, yes. I want to say that not only did that um, reply, I can't see the exact numbers now, but I believe it got more likes than my reply, which certainly got a large number of likes for a reply. Seven likes on a reply to an 18-like post is pretty good numbers. And for your Eat Shit and Die post to get even more likes than that says a lot. It was even retweeted by Eat Shit Bot, which is a infamous Twitter bot that retweets anything anyone says that includes the words eat shit in it mm-hmm. yeah which i have to say felt really good when i uh got that notification it's like oh i finally got one on eat shit bot because yeah hard, you made it it's a hard submission process anyway so it's a tough room i didn't think there was anything uh wrong with this uh you know especially because everybody knows we're such good buddies and we'd be joking around but i i was banned from twitter for 12 hours um, as a result of this tweet. And I just want to say to you that, you know, I feel like that time, that 12 hours has really like kind of given me time to like kind of just think and like sit with myself and like, I don't know, just kind of like reflect on, you know, some of the language I chose. And I realized that like, even though, you know, I, I, I feel this, you know, level of comfort with you that maybe like this, this maybe abused that trust. And I used language that was hurtful, no matter the intent behind it. And that was all from my 12 hour Twitter ban that I was able to kind of come to that. And I just want to say to you now, uh, in true, you know, Mark Marin WTF fashion, we good? <sighs> oh. Well, okay. Oh no. Look, I I appreciate you saying that. At the same time, I gotta say, you posted a direct attack on me that not only was just out in a public forum, but also got more likes than the thing that I had said to you, which meant people agreed. Likes are endorsements, and people agreed that I should eat shit and die and that I was a hoe, which made me feel bad. Not bad enough to report you, which I would never do. I'm not a coward who hides behind administrative retribution, but I'll admit it. It, 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 The whole process made me feel a little uneasy. So I have to say, when I saw you get your comeuppance when i saw you having to reap what you sowed it felt a little good and i can hear in your voice that you've done a lot 
of learning, I'm feeling more seen and heard than I was two days ago when you told me to eat shit and die. That's good. That's all I want. And that, that means a lot. And I think you've shown a lot and you made a really nice apology post. You maybe should have put it in notes app instead. I think that would have felt a little more sincere than just being a normal post. But ultimately, we good. Oh, that is such a relief. Yeah. Oh, man. Feels now I have really to ask good. you, Colby. What's that? If you could do things differently, if yeah. you could go back to Tuesday at, well, we know it's after 1.45 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> if totally, we could go back dude. to that time, if we could go back to late afternoon Tuesday, Colb, what would you have said to me? Uh, you know, I would, not, I would definitely not say eat, shouldn't die now because, again, I've been able to reflect on just kind of like the, the, the hurt that those words can cause no matter what the context. And also it occurs to me that that tweet, you know, just on its own, where the tweet is just at John Hudson, eat, shit, and die, ho, could be used out of context to hurt people. It could have been screenshotted and used against me as slander in the future. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that for you or for anyone else. So, you know, I'm happy to take it to remove the tweet and to revise it. And I'll do so now. And I will just say, you know, you would say, I'll say good morning to everyone. And you say, hey, buddy, it's 1.45 p.m. on a weekday. And I'll say, oh, sorry, uh, this was meant for late sleepers in L.A. Oh, that's good. Or, yeah, I'm... I'm on I'm on uh, Pacific time, buddy. Get with the program. And I would like is that, that not funny? No, no. I, okay, you is, would like it. Okay, it, I would like it. I would give it a like, and then I would I would okay. I would write back. Ha 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 ha. That's good. Oh, or you could even like you could do do a quote tweet of what I said and be like, LMAO, he right. And I think that that would kind of just like put a nice little end point on everything. It would. It would be a nice little bow and it's kind of self-deprecating in that fun way. Or you could have said something about like, sorry, I just woke up. I have depression. And that would have been really funny. Yeah. And then everyone would kind of be on my side because you don't want to be you know, making fun of mental illness or anything. Right. I mean, I would have said like, oh, me, me as well, LOL or something. So I, I, would, have said, I, would, I, I would have said something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Um, but, you know, that, that, this is all like, uh, oh, we're, we're extrapolating uh, quite a lot here. So who, who knows where it would have gone definitely, definitely. if certain things would have been said. Yeah, I mean, you, you, can't, you, you just can't know. You can't know unless you're in the moment and you're posting. And that's, that's what we both know as people who post. Yeah. And John, what's important to me is that we were able to hash this out on the show. And then now this is the show. And my apology is the show. And your acceptance is the show. Right. And ultimately, we have leveraged this conflict that you and I have had as friends into content, which is, I think, what both you and I expect from each other, which is that, if anything, friendships should be monetizable. And it's also what people who like us and follow us expect from us as well. So I think they'll be very pleased to see us hash this out publicly. And speaking of making uh, friendships um, and talking and everything uh, into content, um, I'm now going to catch up with Paige Smith-Hogan for the first time in uh, way too long. Uh, Bye, John. 
that way the episodes start with my parents. Say it again. Oh, I said I love the way those episodes start. I think it's so cool. I'm like, dang, he does it again. A seamless transition into the episode. Well, guess what, Paige? We're recording now. (laughs) Yes. It just happened. This is how he does it. He's Mark Maron. He 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 just like starts the recording. And I love when you're listening to an episode and the guest goes, wait, have we started? <laughs> I like that too. Ooh, a little peek behind the curtain. I like yeah. when they reveal themselves to us. I really do like that. Me too. That's the best part is when they're just talking about like coffee or whatever at the beginning. Yes, I like that. But I always get through the part when Mark Maron is like, so I've dated a lot of women and I've gone to a lot of therapy, like, when he talks about himself, you know, the first 15 minutes, I never listen to that part. I don't really. Know. You skip it all? Yeah, I'd rather just not know. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm all in on it. Really? I, 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 oh, yeah. I, I feel so close to Mark. And um, I mean, there was a stretch where in like 20, from like 2011 to 2013, I think I listened to whatever episode it was, like no matter who was on. I was so in oh, on it. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, he gets good guests. It's not like Pete Holmes, where you're like, I don't like this person that much, and I don't like you as an interviewer. Yeah, uh, Pete Holmes just tells on himself for two and a half hours every episode. <laughs> I think we're still getting a tiny little bit of a lag, but I can I can still tell what you're saying. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, and whenever we have dead air, people will just be like, that's so evocative. What are they thinking? Yes, they'll say something like, boy, they really know how to utilize silence. (laughs) (laughs) That's what jazz is. Did you know that, Paige, that jazz is more about the notes you don't play? I do feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, I think it's really smart. (laughs) I think it's really smart, too. If you could, uh, okay, so of the big movies about jazz, let's list the big movies about jazz for a second. Okay, I haven't seen Whiplash, but I feel like I have seen Whiplash from like the previews and stuff. Yeah, it's like, you get it, you know? Yeah. You get Um, Whiplash. You don't need to see it to get it. I saw La La Land. Yep. I thought it was okay. I know yeah. this is kind of editorializing something that happened three years ago. Um, <laughs> yes, let's relitigate the Oscars <laughs> from 2018. I don't think Ryan Gosling is a good actor, and I don't think he's handsome. Okay, so that's crazy what you just said. <laughs> I, I, I believe those things. You don't I, think he's a good actor? No. I ride like, or die for Gosling. He's, he's great. So- He's like, he's one of those celebrities where you can't really see him acting. He's just always Ryan Gosling now, you know? Yes, he's acting without acting. Okay, no. I think, like, Steve Carell is a better actor than Ryan Gosling. I mean, Steve Carell is, okay. So is Al Pacino. What's your point? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just like, you know... I don't know why I'm comparing the two of them. They just feel kind of similar to me. Well, you know, they like, they it's, like, like, look, I can do comedy and drama. It's because they, you know, were in crazy, stupid love together. Yes, um, that's, that's literally what um, I was thinking of. I bet that movie hasn't aged well at all. Yeah, I would be curious to revisit that. Although, you know, it's got Julianne Moore, who. Yeah has never given a bad performance. You and I can agree on that, right? No, I love her. I love her. And mm-hmm. she's playing 
for Asylum in the new miniseries. But it's coming oh, right. out of Capathon, which is like, Gloria Steinem, yes. have some freaking spine. Don't put your movie on Amazon. <laughs> it is weird that that's where that ended up. Uh, yeah, I don't understand how everyone is like, Amazon is bad, but it still has all this cultural pull with movies and television. I don't know. I This is another conversation that I'm always trapping people into. I'm like obsessed with it. Yes. Yes, Paige is always trapping people into talking about how Amazon should not finance movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do. Or people shouldn't, people shouldn't sell their stuff to Amazon. Yeah, I, I don't really get the impulse behind it. Because, like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I feel like they, they, they have, like, shelled out a lot of producing money. Like, I, I, I have this very, like a vivid memory of like going to see, I forget what the movie was at uh, the film society of Lincoln center. And it okay. comes, it comes up with the little Amazon studios local. You know what? I think it was the movie cold war. Do you know this movie? No, I've heard of it. It's, it's a, uh, uh, came out like 2018, I think, but it was like a, it was like a prestige foreign film that won Oscars in, uh, oh, yes, I have Yes, I know what you're talking about now. It's really fun, a great movie, but we go see it, and it's like the Amazon Studios, like, slate comes at the beginning of the, of the, the movie, the, of the movie, <laughs> uh, comes at the beginning of the movie, and people just went like, ugh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel, it's not enough for Jeff Bezos to be the richest man in the world, and also treat his employees like shit. He also has to try to garner all this cultural cachet. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Quarantine has really mellowed me out. I've gotten a lot more mellow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Paige, that- Thank you for laughing. <laughs> yeah. You really mellowed out that the first six minutes of this episode have been you yelling about <laughs> Amazon and Jeff Bezos. And right before we turned the mics on, you were yelling about the Ivy League. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's just classic meeple. Do you know it and you like it? That's right. That is, that's your character game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do think, I don't know. I do think I go to bed amped and then I wake up amped. I don't really ever have like resting time. I mean, that's awesome. You just like, you're in a state of rage all day. <laughs> yeah, I am. Then I collapse. Then <laughs> you I collapse. Up, you know, right. Yeah, the middle of the day, you're just, like, chilled out. But in the morning and at night, oh, boy, you got to get Paige going. <laughs> it kind of is like that. That's why I'll tell you. So uh, I want to get this out of the way right at the beginning. And that is uh, I have access to your close friend's stories on Instagram, true or false. Yes, and Colby, you are part of an elite group. I love it's using an elite close group. friends on Instagram. I have never used it. Do you, I imagine that posting something to close friends has got to just be like, it's got to be just like the thrill of a lifetime, right? Yes. I truly do feel like I can post anything to close friends. And because you get such a big response. Yeah. And also it's, it's, it makes people, I think, and I do this with other people's close friends. It's like, if you're on the close friends, you feel special. So you want to respond. You're like, right. I am their close friend. Now, sometimes. Yeah, I love it. I Sometimes I will uh, notice that I'm viewing someone's close friend story and I'll be like, oh, I'm this person's close friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have felt that way before too about viewing other people's stories. 
But I hope all my non-close friends who do my close friend stories are flattered and think they could maybe become my close friend. Yeah, I guess there 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 could be a a complimentary aspect to it where they're just like, Aw, I'm Paige's close friend. Exactly, exactly. No other social media has the power to make you feel good. Only Instagram close friends does. That's right. So I view your story the other day and, you know, if uh, you're pretty a little vulnerable, a little vulnerable about creativity. Yes, Colby. Do you want me to say it? <laughs> well, or do you want to say it? I want to say it. Okay. <laughs> no, you say it. Okay. So I said, well, I took a picture of my quilt that hangs in my room as the background. Um, and then I said, hi guys, I haven't written a joke in five months. And then I put the freezing ice cube face emoji, because that's how I feel, or drawn in a month. Uh, what do you guys do for your creative processes? Right. So I, I saw this. Answer. Thing, and they could type in. wait, did you say people answered? Oh yeah. Tons of people answered. Oh, did you get any good advice? Yeah, I did. Um, people were like, take a class, which I think is good advice, but I can't, don't really want to take a class when I'm already taking all these classes. Um, I'm in graduate school, listeners. Yes, uh, Professor Page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually in the last year of a doctorate program that I just started this past fall. Um, sorry, that was dumb. Oh, I'm so rusty. I don't know how to do the little riffs anymore. Oh, um, I can tell you haven't written a joke in five months. Okay, Colby. <laughs> low blow. Um, no, people said, like, go for a walk, timed writing. And everyone always is like, do timed writing. But I would literally rather die than set a timer for 10 minutes and make myself write. <laughs> um, but I should do that. I do think it's good advice and it would be helpful. Um, what were people like? Uh, watch something you normally don't. They were like, um, mm. Just give yourself a week not to feel bad about it. And I was like, oh, honey, I have given myself five months to not feel bad about it. <laughs> it's time um, to feel bad. Yeah, it is time to feel bad. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been, an, like, no one is really doing shows, so it hasn't been an issue. But I did my first outdoor show last weekend, and I was like, I gotta write a joke again. Oh, how was the outdoor show? It was good. I guess I did do stuff I wrote at the beginning of quarantine, so maybe I was lying on my close friends. It was good. I mean, um, there were like 12 people there. Everyone was really spaced out. Um, <laughs> it was like, I mean, I don't even remember if people were laughing because I was like so locked in on the idea of doing stand-up for the first time in a long time. Right. That I couldn't pause. And every time someone laughed, I would go involuntarily good. <laughs> like, I was metabolizing it. I think I seemed to people in the audience bad. Like not bad, not like not funny, not unfunny. Just like oh bad my god, good is so funny. <laughs> good, good. It's how I feel. I feel good. I was like, good. I'm glad they're laughing. Well, uh, to what I would say to that page is, is uh, you know, you're in luck because you have found yourself here uh, a student in graduate school and a school, a student in joke writing school, because you and I- Wow. 
You and I together are going to come up with Paige Smith Hogan's Quarantine Tight Five, a.k.a. Great. The Quarantine Five. Yes? Yes. Okay, I, I just want to say, in all the times we've recorded together, you have uh, created a safe space for me to be creative, like the time we read a script and you told me that I sounded like I was reading a book report. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. It's on tape and people can find it for themselves by looking at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and our, our previous episodes. Yeah, real page heads can cross-reference. Yeah, so here's what I think we got to do, Paige. Okay, tell me. First thing, you got to come out there and you got to do a I know I look like this joke, right? Okay, okay, you gotta, yeah, you, totally. like, like if I went out there... You know, I would I would go out there and I would be like, hey, hey, I know I uh uh I know I look like Cary Grant on steroids. <laughs> okay. But I'm a comedian. Got it. Okay, so I'd I'd be like, I know I look like the girl who lost every single high school student council election, but I'm actually a comedian. Yes. That see, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, sometimes people, um, you know, when they when they're doing, you know, I look like this jokes, they kind of throw they throw some uh, some like specifics about their appearance in there. You know, like like I, I would be like, I know you guys, I know you guys see my pecs and my chin, and you think, <laughs> oh, who is it? Uh, Cary Grant on steroids? <laughs> and they'd it's, be like, yes. Yeah, I'd be like, it's just Kolb. It's just Kolb. So for you, I mean, I don't know. What would, what would yours be? Okay. And I, I'd be like, I know you can see me looming over the audience and blocking out the sun, but it's just me. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's recap what we have of the set so far. I'm going to introduce you like, <laughs> like, like it's a show and I'm going to, uh, and then okay. you can, you can take it away. Here we go. Okay. Okay, great. Hey, uh, keep it going for Todd Barry, everybody. Wasn't he great, man? Oh, if you liked him, you're really gonna love our. You're really gonna love our next performer. She's so funny. Uh, uh, she hosts the uh, the the turtleneck mic at at uh, Baby Grand every Wednesday, uh, and sounds great every month at Our Wicked Lady. Uh, folks, uh, keep those hands together for Paige Smith Hogan. Wow, Colby, thank you so much for having me, crowd. You guys look hot tonight. <laughs> uh, I know I look like someone who lost every student council election they ran for in high school. But it's just me, guys. I know I'm so tall, I'm blocking out the sun and looming over you, but it's just Paige. Is this good? Colby, is, should I say, I know, should I describe what I look like? So what I would say, Paige, if I could just give you like a quick note uh, about yeah, this first little bit, note. is that I think you sold it too well. <laughs> Thank you. I think people are going to hear that delivery and be like, she doesn't need to be that hard on herself. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, I have pretty good self-esteem. I do like myself. 
Yeah, I mean, and so does the whole audience at this point. Um, yes. See, like, I know I look like a person who's self-actualized, but actually I'm just with you all. <laughs> so one thing I, I really like about what you did is you came out and you told the audience that they all look hot, which is a thing when Thank I you. see, when I see stand-ups do it, uh, and they literally say those words. They're just like, oh my God, this is the hottest crowd in Brooklyn. Everyone's hot tonight. Like they say it completely sincerely. Uh, and yeah. I just love it. I just fucking laugh my ass off when I see it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like it? Oh, it's just like, because like I'm looking around, Paige, at the audience. Not a bunch. I'm like, these people are not hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I would respect a comedian who came out and was like, all of you are not hot. <laughs> yeah. Just like, uh, boy, this uh, first three rows is really the ugly section. Yeah. <laughs> if someone came and said these first three rows are the, <laughs> the ugly section, I would laugh so hard I would have to leave the bar. <laughs> Okay. I'm tired of comedians doing that little, you know, kissing up. They should be like, I hate this and I hate you. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think whenever comedy does come back in 2023, that uh, we should have a much more hostile relationship with the audience. I agree. I totally agree. Sometimes okay, so, I... so sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go. No, no, Paige, you gotta, you gotta say I... it. Sometimes I even feel like I did used to have a hostile relationship with the audience. Having seen you perform many, many times, I can say that's 100% true. Okay, so... Thank you. So, so, all right, so you've done the I look like joke, and now you've got to acknowledge this thing that we've all been through together um, over the past six months. Uh... Totally. You've got to find a way to acknowledge the lockdown because like if I am going to a show and I see a comedian and they just kind of talk about like their commute or like dating being hard or like something funny that their mom said and then they just like drag their mom for like a while, like way too long. If I just see yeah, that stuff. Totally. I'm laughing, sure. Like I'm, I'm lolling, I'm raffling, I'm LMFAOing. But I come away thinking, why didn't they mention the quarantine? Totally. So I think you got to get that out of the way right at the top, like right after you're like, yeah, I know I look like I lost every student council election. Got uh, it. And I'm up here blocking out the sun. <laughs> And then you go straight into somehow you acknowledge the quarantine. Okay. Well, I'll do. Okay, so I'll be like, so, you know, coronavirus. Oh, I mean, I actually did some shows on Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic, but no one should have to do standoff while looking into their own eyes. Okay, so this is really good. No notes on this one. Thank you. That's actually a joke I've written. That was here, <laughs> and I was lying. <laughs> no, but that's the only joke I've written. Um, no, I'd be like, 
okay, I do crowd work, I'd be like, who doesn't like their partner? And then I would <laughs> like in their face. Okay, see now, Paige, we are really getting somewhere with this. You say, who doesn't like their partner? It, it, the people go crazy because, like, they all don't like them. Yeah, they get it. And they're sitting right next to each other. And it's it's sort of like, you know, Jeff Foxworthy, I don't mean to bring him up again, but Jeff Foxworthy tells this story about uh, about how he knew that uh, the you might be a redneck if jokes started working whenever he used, would see people pointing to each other in the audience. Um, and I think that's what you're going to get right away with a bit like oh, this. Oh, totally. So then so I guess I'll be like, a, you don't like your partner comedian. Okay, yeah. You, so, all right, so you let's... might not like your partner. <laughs> yeah. All right. This has a lot <laughs> of meat on the bone. <laughs> okay, you might not like your partner if you keep trying to move out of the apartment that you share. Yes. If you keep trying to break your lease, <laughs> you might not like your partner. If you keep starting new television shows so there's less talking, you might not like your partner. <laughs> If you're on a walk and you find yourself thinking about podcasts. <laughs> you might not like your partner. You might not like your partner. That was a good one, Colby. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Boy, oh boy. If you're in the grocery store and, and you're just like buying all kinds of stuff together and you think to yourself, I want to kill this person. <laughs> for insisting we get the big olive oil when we don't need that much you might not like your partner you said it if not even a takeout cocktail can make you happy anymore you might not you like, might your, like partner. your partner <laughs> Because, I mean, that's what you're going to get after a while, Paige. Like, you know, you're going to get, like, Andrew Dice Clay at Madison Square Garden level of just, like, people yelling the punchline back at you. <laughs> I hope they do, Colby. I am not kidding when I have been telling people for years that I want to become a catchphrase comic. I don't Ugh. want to write jokes anymore. I want to go out and say my catchphrase and everyone loses their freaking mind. So That's amazing. This is it. This is like, we found it. This is it. Right. This is, we did find it. I can see the album right now. It's like you kind of framed in like an old, old timey like photo frame, like the old lady at Union Hall. And you've yes. just got like your arms crossed and it's like Paige Smith Hogan, you might not like your partner. <laughs> oh my god i will bail union hall out personally if they close before i perform on a show there <laughs> well don't worry uh chuck schumer and james murphy are here to save our stages <laughs> honestly that email but from chuck schumer was nice it made me feel listened to okay yeah well i mean seeing the two of them standing next to each other is very insane uh but <laughs> i look at that but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rag on the email. No, no, no. That's good. I wouldn't either. But I would I rag on the stuff. I think this is where you got to go next in the set. Where like you come okay. out, you do. I know I look like 
I just lost every student council meeting. And then, you know, you go like, I, I, you know, you do the whole, like, you might not like your partner. Uh, You tell the audience they're really hot before you do anything else. And then you go, Mm -hmm. so uh, you guys get this email from Chuck Schumer? Yes. Right? But it was good. That's what I'll say. I thought it was good. It was good. Well, I think Democrats can be kind of ineffectual with muscle, and I wish they were more strident, but I did think Zemo was good. Okay, that's, I'm, ser- that's- I'm searching, <laughs> searching for a joke here, Paige. <laughs> okay, so the joke will be, okay, the, the joke will be, the joke will be, no, oh, I was going to be like, not like Donald Trump, am I right? But then I was like, that's so hack that it is also so depressing. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, okay, so then I'd like random, okay, I have an idea. So I'd like randomly go out into the crowd and then I'd kind of like lightly bite on someone's arm, like their arm meat, and I'd be like, eat the rich! <laughs> <laughs> you know, go back up on stage. Okay, that's really good. Thank you. So what you've done now is that you have immediately created a memory for someone. Yes. We're like, and I'm doing pithy social commentary. You're doing pithy social commentary that the rest of the audience will be thinking about. And you've bit someone's arm. Yeah, totally. And not hard. You know, just like one of those joke bites. I mean, like, say what you will about Andy Kaufman, but I mean, he never bit anyone's arm. You, yeah, that's true. Some visionary, you know? I'm the visionary. I'm biting people's right. arms. Professor Page is here like to bite your arm. <laughs> that makes me sound like a wrestler. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. So desperate to touch after three years that we are going to do like comedy wrestling. Although oh. I guess UCP already. Yeah, they already did it for a long time. Yeah, but it's time for uh, a, a second round. It's time for some indie shows. You know, it's time for some indie comedy wrestling which definitely already happened before. But like, if that's, yeah, that's the I first thing, that's the first thing I want to see come back. Sorry, go on. Do you just eat something? What are you eating? You know, I, I absentmindedly popped an almond and then I realized, oh, oh. wait, it's my turn to talk. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was sweeping my floor for the first 10 minutes of this radio <laughs> show. So, whatever you got to get done, mom. Getting other stuff done. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just think it's cool that, uh, you know, knowing that you were coming here to joke writing school, that I had your undivided attention from the get-go. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the mind, when, you know, doodling in class helps you learn better. That whole mm-hmm. thing. All right. So Me now, sleeping. I agree with you. I agree with it. Like, uh, it's sort of like Zen in the art of doodling in class. You know, it's like, it, it, that, yes. that, 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 uh. Sorry that I'm not bantering sorry i'm kind of speaking and then falling silent no it's cool no it's it's very chill i i have a million ideas for jokes for you uh so the more space you give me the better okay great all right so here we go here's a here's a pitch for you as far as like a premise goes you know okay all right so you've talked about quarantine you've acknowledged it you've talked about who hates their partner this gives you permission to now let the the audience into the fuller vision of your life, you know? Now Mm -hmm. you've paved the way. They're like, okay, she's talking about quarantine. 
she's talking about how me and my you know me and my significant other uh have like almost come to blows several times during the past six months i trust her i will go with her so now you unleash something like very specific about Mm -hmm. yourself so like i just kind of like out of nowhere you're just like you know blah like i hate my dad blah Well, you trying to tell me that? No, I love both my dads very much. Um, okay, I'd be like, oh, you guys ever take the GRE as a bit? And the next thing you know, you're in graduate school? Okay, no, I'll say something else. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> just go <laughs> from... On my end, it sounds like complete silence. <laughs> well, I would just say one uh, uh, thing that I love about that is that you go from... You know, everybody's relating to you. It's like you with the you might hate your partner stuff. They're just like, yes, that's me. I hate my partner. And then you go, and speaking of, anybody ever take the GRE as a bit? <laughs> then they would relate to me. This is everyone. This is everyone <laughs> all the time. I should take the GRE. I should take the GRE. Yeah, I'll do it as a joke. I was like, I'm doing it as a joke. Now look at me. Unhappy. Was that test hard? be honest Uh, no it wasn't hard i like studied for the math a bunch and then i scored so badly that i basically could have just written my name and gotten the same score um and then i did fine on the reading and and writing but they like give you the raw score at the end and like Uh they don't let you bring your cell phone so i was like running from like the bottom of fidei back to my office with my like repeating my score to myself so i wouldn't forget and then Having a super weird emotional reaction because I didn't know if it was a good score or a bad score. So if there's some way that you can avoid that after process, I think it's a better experience. I heard that the math on the GRE is just like you calculate the tip from different check amounts. (laughs) Okay. Is that true? Because if so, I've been studying my whole life. That I said the math was hard and I did bad, and you said I think it seems very easy. Um, no, it was hard. It was like senior year, senior year math stuff in high school. I don't remember any of that thing. Yeah, I mean, why do you need that to be a, a you know a lawyer or whatever? Why do you need that? Yeah, no, you don't. It's just to make people feel bad. I think it is. I think it is too. You should take the GRE. It's not that bad. And only take it one time because it's expensive. I was like, I'm only doing this once. Yeah. Ugh. I don't want to pay for anything. I totally get that feeling. So now, Paige, it's time for your big closer. This. Oh, my God. Oh, I built up. I've already, you know, gone all the way. You know, you really just. You, I, I really think that the uh, the you might not like your partner stuff is really just going to be like the, the 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 main course of the set. Thank you. You're welcome. So big closer comes around, and you know some people do like you know a personal story that leads to a big payoff, uh, or some people kind of like end on like a little button from before. You know, what, okay. what, what, kind of, what kind of speaks to you about the big closer? Hmm. Honestly, do you want me to be honest? Mm-hmm. I guess I'd be like, is anyone else getting hemorrhoids? <laughs> I'm serious. Is anyone else? I really <laughs> want to know. 
Fucking hell yeah, Paige. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really viewing this as stand-up. I'm viewing this as my personal focus group. No, no, this is great. (laughs) This is really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, we cracked it. No pun intended on uh, uh, hemorrhoids there at the end. Cracked (laughs) it. We cracked it. So, Thanks. Paige, a lot, a lot else is going on with you. You know, you're watching Twin Peaks for the first time. I think that's awesome. Uh, you and I text about it all the time. Yeah. What's the, what's the latest? Where, how far are you? Okay. Well, can I tell you? Yeah. I haven't seen it all. Yeah. Um, I love Peaks. I have a ton of feelings about it. Um, I think that Shelley should move out of Twin Peaks. I don't like any of her <laughs> subplots. She's very beautiful and very nice. She needs to go to a new town. Um, yeah, we just found out that Leland is Bob, and yes. Bob killed Laura, and he just killed Maddie. And yeah. uh, Audrey had that whole insane subplot at Lucky Jack's, but now she's back. Uh, Josie left. Um, there was this insane, very racist subplot about Catherine pretending to be a Japanese man. Oh, God. He's back. Um, yeah, I like Twin Peaks. I don't know, though. Sometimes, um, Lynchian can feel like a code for super slow and annoying. <laughs> yes. Hell yes. But I do really like it. I'm like, I, it's extremely watchable. It's basically all I think about. Yeah. It, I, I, it is, uh, it is like a lot of David Lynch stuff where I don't necessarily like the feeling I have while I'm watching it. Yeah. But I think about nothing else for, like, days after. Totally. Yeah, and I have to say I hate pretty much every single subplot in season two. I yeah. don't like that Dean is super strong and thinks she's 18, which basically, if you, like, could, I feel like, distill David Lynch's issues with women, if you just, like, wrote those two things down, he would be like, you got it. Yeah. She's 18, very strong. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I like, I don't really have any takes on the show because I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, you're episode. in it. You're in it right now. Yeah. Um, okay, well, first of all, okay, I'll give you some takes. Um, I think Pete is a cuck. I think <laughs> this Catherine and Pete thing is cuck representation, so that's good. Fuck um, my wife. <laughs> really good impression um okay i feel bad for leland but i very i don't know oh it's dark mm-hmm. like he's a good actor the guy who plays him yeah oh, ray wise yeah and every time they show bob in a mirror i jump every single time even though it's happened like five times each time i'm like oh oh um well, it's like that you you don't know when it's going to be just like seeing Bob or when it's going to be like an explosion of violence. Yeah, yes, I agree with you. And also it's very weird to see Bob in his like long hair and jean jacket cuz he looks like a freaking Brooklyn boy. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't he really does. Like- he he looks he really does have like a look and i remember like watching twin peaks for the first time and being like oh this is why everyone likes that show because we all want to dress like this (laughs) yeah it's true um oh yeah okay i just think yeah i don't know donna that poor girl 
Um, mm. I hate names, big forehead, bad ideas. <laughs> so big. And he's always just like, James, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't like that Meals on Wheels subplot. I'm sure this is really great for people to listen where I just don't really... They've know, all seen it. Exciting. You're right. Maybe everyone has seen Twin Peaks. My audience. Subplot with- they've seen it. <laughs> You're right. I don't know why I get so in my head when I'm talking on the radio. I'm totally fine to talk normally all the time. <laughs> um, no, I didn't like that subplot when I do like the Meals on Wheels delivery to Harold because I... What is up with these men and like being like you are a teenage girl? I love you. It like <laughs> happens every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. And she should have when he was like, I have Laura's secret diary. She should have been like, okay, what? Like yeah. <laughs> there's not enough people reacting like that. Yeah. There's definitely not a, enough of, th- there's no audience surrogate at a certain point where there's someone's just being like, hey, yeah, this is really crazy. Yeah. Honestly, if, if someone on Twin Peaks said this is really crazy, I would be completely validated. I actually saw a meme of Norma and the text on the meme said, this town is so fucking weird, which made me <laughs> hope that say it in an episode because I would be like, you said it, Norma. You're talking about Sad Peaks? I am talking about Sad Peaks. I'm so glad we get to shout out uh, Sad Peaks. Sad Peaks is a uh, uh, a Twin Peaks meme account on Instagram that Paige and I both follow. And uh, it's awesome. It's great. It's uh, They just post pictures from Twin Peaks, but uh, the subtitles are wrong and they make it more depressing than it is. Yeah, it's really funny. But I would say if you're starting to watch... Oh, first of all, I highly recommend Twin Peaks, even though if you haven't seen it, I spoiled a bunch of stuff. I will say, um, I think that a lot of good women characters, but David Lynch definitely has issues with women. Uh, pretty much all white people. Yep. Uh, there are some pros and cons to it. But I yep. would recommend Extremely Watchable. We'll take over your life, and we'll make you say to whoever you're dating, which Twin Peaks character do you think I'm the most like? <laughs> which is a new thing with me in quarantine, immediately consuming media and then being like, okay, which one is me? Who am I? Yeah, what did Clay say? He said Donna, but I think it's because they both have brown hair. And first he said Audrey, <laughs> I said, yuck. So then I think he tried to take it back. I think you're like Cooper. Thanks. I think <laughs> I'm like Cooper too. We both know whatever, we, we totally have a read on every single situation. You have a read on every situation. Uh, you both have a lot of respect for the nation of Tibet. You both. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Um, you're like Harry S. Truman. Oh, see, that is that's really nice. I love that. Seen it. Hey, Cooper. The book- <laughs> <laughs> that is how he talks. You, me, and the Bookhouse uh, Boys you know got a meeting later. What? <laughs> the Bookhouse Boys is completely insane. I can't believe in this freaking town where it's like every single person is like, I'm gonna go kick it at the precinct. They also have like a vigilante justice group. Yes, a secret society of Bernie Getz's. <laughs> yeah. That's know, so I funny. Have, I, miss, I miss Ed. He hasn't been on the show for a while. I want him to come back. I oh, like him man. a lot. Oh man, Ed rocks. Ed is so good. Big Ed. Hot damn. I love Big Ed. Uh, um, well, Paige, I feel like we're almost out of time, no? Yeah, I mean, I have like five more minutes. 
Okay, cool. Let's let's push this thing to the to the brink. Great. By doing what? <laughs> you dog. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a Twin Peaks character, and okay. you give me. You give me a one. A a a five word impression of that character. Ready? You mean like imitate them? Yeah, imitate them. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. This is this could this could go in in your in your quarantine five. Okay, great. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, Gordon Cole. Oh my God! The FBI, which I'm a part of. <laughs> That's really good. Okay. Uh the log lady. Um oh my log, my husband maybe. <laughs> Great. Uh the the little dancing man in the dream. Okay. Um I am freaky and can tell the future and <laughs> what is going on. I don't know that much about him. We've only seen him one time. So you got to gotta do the you got to do the talking backwards. I don't remember that. Okay, Bobby Briggs. Oh my god, I'm the worst person you'll meet in my entire life, and I'm gonna fail out of geometry. Okay, not to give you another note page, but these are supposed to be five words. Okay, <laughs> those are like two sentences. I hate Bobby, he's so annoying. <laughs> okay, last one and then we'll go, ready? Okay, ready. Andy. Lucy's pregnant, but I'm a virgin. <laughs> Okay, see, that was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I like their subplot, but Andy Andy was the freaking blueprint for himbos. For himbos? Yeah, do you not know what a himbo is? I mean, of course I know, but tell the audience. A himbo is like a dumb, strong boy who saves the town. <laughs> okay, yeah, That's you're right. He's really a himbo dumb. for sure. Well, Paige... Now we really, we really gotta go. Thank you for coming on. It's always so nice to talk to you. Uh, and I know the <laughs> listeners feel the same. I love this show. You said that in the text and I'm glad you said it on the air. I'm always honest. <laughs> Bye. Hi, this is Jimmy. Well, that's the end of the music, but it's not the end of the show. For those of you computer literate parrot heads out there, stick this CD into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes.